And just before the hook comes, that's the way the show starts. What's up, everybody? What's up, folks? It is Tuesday night, episode 133. And tonight we have our guest, Aaron Bell, with his podcast, The Open Gym Pod. And we're happy to have him on tonight as we witnessed last night that the Sixers still have issues for some odd reason that they can't put things together when needed. But it's only game one of the second round. So hopefully they'll readjust. They'll put themselves together before they head back home and they'll split it. Hopefully in Miami before we come back to Philly. So we'll get into some NBA talk here tonight. And also with the semi pro league rolling into the month of May. And if I can mention here, the Tampa Bay Titans now at eight and eight, making that turn for the playoff push on the month of May or in the month of May, I should say. So they're on the road again this weekend. They'll be back home May 20th. But in the meantime, they have to take those wins as best as they can in order to make it into their playoffs here. So uh, for every team that's within and around the basketball league, the basketball league itself in general, and you guys can watch it, all the action on TBL TV, dot TV. It's going to be some great action. So if you guys like semi-pro basketball, check out TBLTV.tv for all the games all around the league. But again, the Sixers need some help, and we hope they can pull it through without Joel Embiid, even though Doc said that he's feeling a little bit better and it's a fractured orbital. Thankfully, it wasn't a complete break. But that's the second time it's happened for Joel. The concussion feels a little bit better. He's already been ruled out for game two. Could he possibly be back for game three? Well, I end up finding out. Or maybe even Aaron can end up telling us. But nevertheless, we got a lot to get into tonight. And including Fuji is back from his assignment at the link. And he's got plenty of pictures where Harry Roseman he's going to share with everybody. It's going to be fantastic. So just hang on in there as we get the show rolling. I can already see him smiling. I'm Angel. This is episode 133. And welcome to Broad Free South. We are live here at the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios in beautiful Tampa, Florida, where it got to 94 degrees today. It is absolutely hot, but nothing is hotter than the man behind the mic. It is the godfather, Mike Fuji. Fuji, what's happening? Draft week is coming. Go on the birds. I'll give Howie an A. He pulled the right pieces he went after he brought in aj brown bang we still need defense and help at the corner in the safety position i hope he can get something done there sixers down one zip phil's tied three three angel let's get the party rocking tonight how are you i'm doing fantastic i already see the comments coming in so hang on folks i'll bring up the comments but listen fuji it's uh, the draft i will say is we'll bring up aaron here in a second but that draft first night did Howie <laughs> knock it out the park? Because we know we had a live feed down there from the link, and we saw you throwing things up in the air like you just didn't care, and we also saw you running around with Howie Roseman afterwards. So we got it on CCTV. Man. Don't worry about it. We'll put out the film a little bit later we on. We were but... doing the wild goosey after he landed A.J. Brown. Is that what it was? Whatever you want to call it. I was doing <laughs> cartwheels there in the tramp party. I was lit up like a Christmas tree. You saw me fire up. Howie was mean in business this year. Going into September with Jalen Hurts, the rent is due. Let's get this party. Let's get the season rocking. The NFL schedule coming out in ten days, nine days. Next 
Next Thursday at 8 p.m. Let's go. Let's just get this show rocking, my man. Right. No, I'm not on Red Bulls because I was asked that question when Seth Joyner was on. This is just firesome in me. It's that Philly fire passion. You know, we bring it every Sunday, every game. Let's get the party going, my man. Come on. Let's get this show rocking. All right. We'll no. get it rocking here because fresh off the work release program is our <laughs> Kansas City native. And via the suburbs, <laughs> it is Ryan Neff. And if you guys missed the show about a half hour ago or so, about an hour ago, you can watch it on his replay under Ryan Neff. Visit the cheap seats where you'll never go wrong yep. because that's exactly where you are in the cheap seats. Ryan, what's going on? I will I'm pay Ryan money. Neff. I will pay money if Mike Fuji does the Watusi. <laughs> this, this is Ryan Neff. And what did you used to say? What's that? Oh. I'm Ryan F. It's glad to be with you tonight. See, you got to remind him because he always forgets his own catch line, and he forgets. It's been a while, but I got, I got to, I got to admit, Eagles impressive with the draft. Sixers, really? Sixers have issues. Um, Phillies obviously in full swing. You know, Phillies are a month into it now. They sort of got what they got. So you know, I'm sure Joe Girardi is going to have to start tinkering and stuff like that. But obviously, we'll get into all. All right. that, yeah, I mean, are you Philly, in your jail cell Philly, with the brick wall? Philadelphia fans were on such a high one day, and then 24 hours later, it was just like it was deflating. That, so, sound, that sounds like when you were a Dallas Cowboys fan after exactly. 1995. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's all right. Listen, we got plenty of time to mess around with Ryan, but with all that being said. Let's get the man of the hour on here. You guys can see, you can follow him right there on Twitter. And I'll have to read it that way. I don't get it screwed up here. Aaron Bell, only one underscore AB, as you guys can see. Also, if you click right under his name here on Open Gym Pod, you can follow him just like we do here on the show. Obviously, don't hit that follow button because you want to keep up with all the content there. Hit that follow button. Hit that bell. That way you can be notified any content that the Open Gym puts out there. But the host of Open Gym Pod, also the 76 writer, 76ers writer, excuse me, staff writer for Philadelphia SN and for your Metro Philly, one of the better papers that, are, that at least have been hanging around because Lord knows the Inquirer hasn't gotten the job done. But with that being said, it is Aaron Bell Aaron. How what's are you? Going on, to the show? What's going on, fellas? How's everyone doing today? I'm excited. And I'm ready, man. <laughs> Welcome, AB. How are you? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. I, yeah, that introduction. Woo! All right, it got me fired up. I'm ready to go. Y'all talking about <laughs> Eagles and everything else. Yeah, I know I do sixes, but I'm ready. <laughs> That's all right. Let's we'll we'll talk about everything under the sun because we have no problem with that, you know, whatsoever. But let's Aaron, thank you once again for coming on the show. And I'm gonna have to one point, I think I'm gonna have them doing here for the fans is that I'm going to have to put a best of before the show starts because as much as we were going on for like 15 minutes and, and cutting up everything else backstage, it, it makes it worthwhile at expense of Ryan today. It usually it goes around. We'll give it to somebody, but it all went to Ryan. But I do see the comments coming in, so I'll get a couple of comments in here before we get the uh, festivity started. And, and right out the gate is Joey B. Fuji, I just got back from Vegas on Sunday afternoon. My head is still spinning. Mirror lights rocking on the strip. What's up, you have plenty of Miller Lloyds and you stopped the Wawa, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll tell you here in a second. Uh, oh, good Lord. What assignment did Fuji have? Is it eighth grade? Wait, what was that again? He said, what assignment did you have? You were in eighth grade? 
I was, yeah, just, I was just reborn and came out of the womb yesterday. That's what it was? I, that's all I could think of right now. Okay. <laughs> you boo me. I, I, it was a bad joke. I know. <laughs> it's the closest thing I could come off the top of my my Darren, brain. Listen, and, we have plenty of show for you to make it up, but he says, my Giants 22 draft A+. plus. It, yeah, Giants didn't do too bad either, although your crosstown rivals uh, didn't do a bad job whatsoever either, but Getting into, Aaron, Sixers talk here. Now, the Sixers were able to pull off their first round, right? We were, we know what happened the last time. They faced the Toronto Raptors. It looked like for a while because if Sixers were up 3-1 in the series, and then you shift the momentum to Toronto, and it seemed like it was going to be one of those things like, oh, here we go again. Do we tie up the series and do we make it a best of seven? Thankfully, they were able to pull it off. But the one big takeaway that I'm going to take away from the first round series with the Raptors and now this series with Miami Heat, I understand the guys want to live and die by the three. What is wrong anymore with the NBA, especially with our Sixers, that they just can't go within the paint to get that easy layup more than anything to battle them back? And it seemed like yesterday they were just shooting bricks of three or bricks of air when it came down to it. So what is your take with them and why do they not want to get in the paint anymore? Well, I mean, uh, part of it is just we just don't have the the talent or the the right players to do so. Uh, if you look at the roster, uh, you got to look at it. The starting five: you have Maxi, James Harden, Tobias, Joel Embiid, and Danny Green and Matisse Thybulle. You know, alternate that three. I mean, outside of Maxi and and Joel Embiid, and even Tobias at times, those are the only ones that really can get to the bucket that really can uh uh score in the paint or in, in Tobias case has a mid-range game in Joella beat as well. Everyone else, you're talking about Shake Milton's, you're talking about the Quirk Mises, you're talking about the George Niangs. <laughs> like the list can go on and on. Like they just don't have the adequate athleticism to be able to do something like that. So between analytics in today's game at with the three ball, but then also just that's just our best asset. Uh, I know it looked bad because it can look bad when you're shooting all those threes and you can't hit nothing. And as we seen last night, I think it was between George Nang and Danny Green by itself, they was combined for one for 19. So it's like, you know, stuff like that, it, it's just going to happen. It's going to look more egregious than than what it actually is. And, and that's just what we have to do as far as shooting the three. I mean, <sighs> It just comes down to can we hit our shots and can we not hit our shots essentially like that when it comes to this uh, this season in general. Aaron, 15 turnovers to turn into 22 points. Now, just no defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the Heat had a lot of turnovers as well. Can you touch on that a little? Yeah, uh, we've seen it before when it comes to the Sixers team. We get uh, real lexicdaisical. They get real – uh, um, not protecting the ball as they should, uh, and, and it hurts us because we aren't the most athletic team. We go, you're going to hear that as a theme as as the night goes along. Uh, athleticism right. is a big uh, 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 negative that we have on this team. And once we turn the ball over, we aren't athletic enough or fast enough to get back on defense. So team, that's that's what teams try to do: turn the ball over, get out and run, try to get uh, easy buckets and transitioning. And even in the last. Uh, series you've seen that a lot with uh Toronto they knew they couldn't stack up talent for talent 
uh, a mano a mano, but they had to do the little things, the dirty work. Let's muck up the game. Let's get them to turn the game uh, ball over, and let's run out and get run out. And you seen last night as well, uh, the Heat started trapping at the half court in those corners, trying to force the ball out of James Harden hand, trying to force the ball out of Tyrese Maxey hand. And when you do that at times, you be careless with the ball, it makes turnovers. And we aren't a team, uh, as we've learned, explosive enough on offense to make up for that many turnovers. We don't have like the KDs of the world and, and, and the Kyrie's whereas like they can turn over the ball, but still go on the other end and give you 40 points a night. So we're a team that our margin of error is very small, that things we have to do things correctly and, and do things right to have a successful game. And when we have games like last night, turning the ball over and we've seen it throughout the year, when we turn the ball over, it isn't a pretty game. And most of the times we lose them. Sixers six for 34 from the three. He taught just, just a disgrace. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Uh, there's nothing you can really speak about it. Some days it just it's just off, you know, and it's it's the state of where the team is at that we have to rely on Danny Green, who's a thousand and one years old. <laughs> you yeah. got George George uh, Nang, who isn't the most athletic person out there on the floor. So if you got him playing more than 20 minutes of the game, he's becomes a, a liability on defense. And if he can't hit shots, he's literally can't do anything else for you. So when we have those off games where we're just not hitting threes, even uh, Tyrese Maxey, who's uh, one of our better uh, three-point shooters of the team, they just wasn't on it. And I, and I can guarantee you even going further into this, um, this series, it's going to get better. We're not going to shoot 19% from the field. And as you see right. throughout the whole year, we have those games, the low, low games where we just can't make shots, but we'll bounce back. That's something we definitely can look forward to in the future. Is it possible? Now I may be in the wrong asking this, but would you start Paul Reed over DeAndre Jordan at center? You asking me this or you asking Doc? That's, oh that's, that's, well, yeah. that's, that's, that's going to be the question because if you're asking me, what I've seen last night, and it frustrated me to see it, was the two lineups that worked last night. And as you've seen, when we went down big, it was like 12, 14 points early on. We came back. It was two lineups that generated that comeback. It was the Paul Reed lineup, and then we went small ball with either Tobias Harris or George Nang at the, uh, at the five. And we played zone, which slowed down the uh, Miami Heat as well. Uh, slowed them down. Jimmy Butler wasn't making all those intermediate shots that he was perfect for perfect for from the field at the start of the game when uh, DeAndre Jordan was in there. So me personally, I mean, I know the the issue is Paul Reed being uh, a foul magnet and a hack out there essentially like that. Uh, but I mean, it's something you just it's the playoffs. Me personally, I'm more of the Throw the kitchen sink at it when the playoff time. This isn't a time to try to, you know, tinker and, and go what you know. If something works, you run that thing into the ground until you have to adjust and do something again. So short answer, yes, start Paul Reed. Paul Reed uh, and then my rotations mm. will just be the small ball lineup. Right. Why not go with the youth? I mean, what was the first thing I said about this team? Athleticism. I know he right. isn't the most polished player, but essentially right. the energy, the athleticism, and he frustrated Bam last night at times. If yeah. you go back and watch that, that game, Bam, he started off hot. 
I mean, he couldn't miss a shot. Right. He scored double digits at the start of the game. And then after that, once you bring in some length and some athleticism in there that can match him, things well, slow down. Well, especially, Aaron, you know. Go ahead, Ron. You say, Aaron, the bench, I know it was bolstered by Heroes 25 points, but Sixers yeah. bench got outscored 43 to 21. Yeah. And especially and beat out now, God knows for how long. Sooner or later, the Sixers bench is going to have to step up at some point, and they haven't really all year. So do you see them stepping it up a little bit as the playoffs go on, or, or is it just this, this is what we got? Um, it's a little bit of both because this is what we got. <laughs> you, you know, like it, it's not going to get uh, – no one's coming in to save us right now. So this is the team, but I can assure you that – Shooting 19% from three is not going to happen again. It, it, it's just not. It, I know we we lack in a lot of different areas when it comes to, you know, athleticism and size at times. But that's one thing that we did do well, even when we lost one of our better uh, three-point shooters in uh, Seth, Seth Curry. I mean, let's take you back right before uh, uh, the playoffs started. One of the last games of the seasons was against the Heat with no Joel Embiid and no uh, James Harden. You, you, you've seen what we could do when we're on and when we're clicking yeah. and when we're hitting our three-point shots. It opens up a whole lot. It opens up a lot of space on the floor uh, for others to operate because now when you're hitting your shots, now Tyrese Massey can use his speed. He can use his athleticism. He can break down the defenses now. And J even James Harden, we know he isn't who he used to be, but it even opens it up for him now because now you have to worry about that threat of Danny Green. He's hitting – he done hit three shots already now. George Lane coming off the bench. So that's definitely going to be uh, an issue going forward as far – not not saying issue, but more of a, a concern or something to look for, look to. But I just don't see our, our bench. And there's not really a lot of people coming off the bench. I don't know what Doc was doing last night, putting in cork and everything. <laughs> but but uh, it's not, it's not going to be the same going forward for sure. I can guarantee you that. And just real quick with just real quick with a follow-up, and I hate to bring this up, but I'm I, I hear the rumblings and stuff like that the last couple of months. Yeah. Mm. If the Sixers don't get deep or they win a championship in the next couple of years, do you think Joel will stay? Or do you think he was like, Well, you know what? I've done everything you've asked me to do. We're not getting close. I'm out of here. I would never say never, but I, I guess I would lean. For what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've read about Joel, he is Philadelphia through and through. So I I I, I really do believe that. But would I say he would get ever get to a point where it's like, you know what, y'all just not doing it for me? I'm not gonna say no, because like with any any player, at one point in time, you 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 reach a, a moment in time where it's just like if I wanna win, I'm gonna have to make some decisions in my career. But I hope. We don't have to worry about none of that <laughs> anytime <Yeah>. soon <laughs> or in, at all, as, uh, period. But I do believe Joel Embiid is definitely one of those players that's like, listen, he's said it before a lot, actually, that he's not looking to go and team up with anybody. He's really loyal to the city. These are the people that took a chance on him, you know, coming out of college when he had the back, when he had the foot and everything like that, where people said stay away. So he definitely is a person that strikes me as a a, a loyal a, a player that would be here for a, a long period of time, if not for his whole career. 
Now, I want to get back to here when you mentioned Maxi, because supposedly there's a little video clip. Uh, Sean, I know Kilrain, who usually comes on the uh, as far as the show with the comments. And I know last night they showed a clip, of course, because they as Ryan said, there's always controversy, but it showed that when Harden came over to sit to obviously sit down and Maxi was already there, Maxi got up and moved a couple of seats over. And apparently the quote was that this effing dude sucks. That's a, a, again, who knows? We weren't there, so we have no idea. I know that Harden, it seems like everywhere he goes, it's always like some sort of controversy or something's going on. I know when he first started with the Sixers, he seemed to be all into it. Now it seems like a completely different story. Are we looking for tension here now? Yeah, I, that's, I know the bells have been ringing. Trust me, I got that video sent to me a million right. times this morning. It's all right, people. With, with the uh, Aaron Rodgers say, relax. <laughs> exactly. Relax. I've been immunized. It it was it, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's not it's not it's not that that's not what happened. Maxi was sitting. James came. James with the sit. What you don't see is in the side. Sam Cassell calls Maxi to talk to him. Maxi sits right. over there with Sam Sam Cassell, and Sam Cassell started. Uh, who's assistant coach to the assistant coach for the Sixers? Uh, had a chat with Maxi, but there's nothing there. People, you know how the internet get. They see a video, yeah, right. they spin it how they want to do it. Stop trying to put tension with my team while they're in the middle of a playoff season. We got enough going on with that, with the fans and Doc. So, no. <laughs> exactly. No, I think that's the funniest thing because, again, it's it's always – someone's always got to stir up the pot one way or another. And not because of the, in the where we live at in social media, you can't – like, even if you say something and the people can't hear it, as long as someone can like basically transcribe what the person saying from the lips, like if the person reads lips, they can make up something. And he said, well, that's what he said. And until you hear from the player's mouth, obviously it's a whole different story. And then now they have to defend themselves even more than they ever had to before. So I just thought, you know, that was a, a funny thing with people. Once again, we just want to get things started. We know there's not a problem. Harden says he really loves being here, but we under for, well, for those of us who follow Harden, when he was in New York, we know that he came injured. He's still playing through some injuries. Harden is that he's not at 100%. And then I don't even know if during the offseason he's going to be able to get to that back to Harden where he needs to be. So maybe I, I would think, it, again, if the Sixers decide to sign him once again, they bring him back next year. All right. So you give him like the first, you know, give him the offseason so he can work out, you know, get back to where he needs to be, make sure he gets his legs back. I mean, everything that the guys do during the offseason, let him do it. But I would at least give him the first three weeks in the regular season. Like, just bring him back gradually. There's no reason to rush him back if he's going to be the future with us to show other players, the youth that are coming onto this team. So Harden, I don't see the, the problem. What I do see with the Sixers, and I keep hearing from, you know, again, different people, is that Doc Rivers, for some reason, and, and again, it, it could be just the talent that we have on the bench, but the points off the bench are killing us because last night Hero had 25. The rest of our bench had 21. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, last night is <laughs> mm. nothing you can really explain about. Well, it's a few things you can explain about last night. I can tell you that for sure. But when it comes to just the bench production, I you just have to live and die with it. I mean, because I said it before earlier, this is what we have to, to play with. We, we don't have the tools uh, to uh, go out there and just, just 
shocked the world essentially when you got Cork Miles coming off the bench or Shake Milton coming off right. the bench or George right. Nane coming off the bench. It's just it's just not going to happen. And and last night to me was a, a little bit of a uh, an anomaly in a sense because, like I said, we're not going to shoot that bad as well. And after a while, for me, it was more of a we just ran out of gas. You know, we had to fight so hard to get back into the game, to, to get back up and, and stay in contention that at towards the end of the game, we just burnt ourselves out. And it didn't, it didn't help that the fact that we couldn't hit a, sh- a, a, a shot whatsoever. We couldn't throw a penny in the ocean last night. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen so many uncontested, <laughs> so many uncontested three point shots from a player and you miss all of them. That lets you know how bad the night was. I mean, he missed all seven shots and if you go back mm. and look all of them was uncontested every right. last one of them was uncontested that let you know the tell of the tape of what, of what happened and for us to be shoot that bad and still be in the game for the most part until obviously the end when he just totally just you know wiped us after that that showed a lot to me where i'm taking the other side of this thing going into this the rest of the series rather than what We've hearing, especially in Philadelphia on the radio stations and everything else that's going on right now, that it's just doom and gloom and the series is over. I can I can assure you. And you can see the sign right behind me right now. I never took yeah. this down. Love like, that sign. I, I, be, I believe it. I, I really do believe it because I was <laughs> never a believer of how great people thought the Miami Heat was. They're a good team. Deservedly so. We all know the Heat culture. We all know the scrappy everything about the Heat. They're a good team, and they they they're the number one seed. But at the same time, they, we were only two games out <laughs> from the number one seed. And towards the end of the season, we rested players. So uh, of course, you was there was the only healthy team going into the playoffs prior to Kyle Lowry getting hurt recently in the playoffs. So. I can't stress this enough to people. You know, I've been wrecking my brain all day today trying to explain to people what's been happening on the court. But trust me, the Sixers have bounced back. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, I think so as well. And by the way, Dylan Busby, thank you for tuning to the show. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and thank you for the, the lit, or as some of the commercials are saying, fire, which I think it sounds <laughs> like the most ridiculous thing. But Dylan, thanks for tuning to the show. But no, listen, it's the same way. I mean, and then, throughout the NBA, it seems like this year, not a whole lot. Of, I would say maybe about 40% of the teams out there had problems off the bench. And yeah, because of unfortunately what they have going on for them. Uh, Miami Heat, as as much as I know, they, they've been picked to win, I guess, the, if anything, the East. I don't think I've heard anybody yet say they're going to win at all. But I know they're, they're expected for them to contend in the East. But if it comes down to it, if the Sixers can't pay, now let's say hypothetically they can't beat Miami. They got to face Boston if Boston makes it to that series. And I think if you take out of those two right there, I think Boston edges out Miami. You know, uh, obviously Milwaukee and everybody else is still in the mix, but that to me would be the difference bigger right there. So I'm wondering what the Sixers this offseason, and I know in the cap room space, I know they're, they're, there is and isn't a whole bunch of money, but there are also not a lot of veteran players that you have out there that you're able to bring towards the Sixers and offer them a lucrative contract to try and build around this team. The I haven't picked up on the as far as the college players because they haven't put out the stats yet as far as who they think uh, is going to come out at least within the first round from the NBA draft. So we know the six are going to need a lot of a lot of a lot of help. I won't say a lot of key pieces, but they're going to need some help. 
what do you believe, Aaron, is what, what are the Sixers away from? Taking away Doc Rivers as the head coach, what do you believe the Sixers are away from key players in order to finally contend and make it past the second round? We're not done with the second round yet, but right. what do we need to finally get to the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, I've started off the show with it. We we have shooters. We have the franchise player. Now we just need bodies, athletic bodies. We're we're just we're probably one of the the least athletic teams in the in the NBA, alongside like you know, uh, like I say, the Utah Jazz, who's another one that's constructed like us as well. Uh, even even someone like the Hawks. I know they have like a John Collins and 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 Clint Capella, but look at their roster; they aren't the most athletic as well. That's that's our biggest flaw. We. A lot of teams can run fast. Just, just think about it. we were last <clears throat> in fast break points this year. Uh, and trans transition points, I, I they call it now. They switched it, <laughs> but we're last in uh transition points this year. But that's that's noteworthy and that's significant because that's what the NBA is about nowadays. It's about their pace, it's about the up and down, it's about the running. Yes, we're shooting threes, but at the same time, teams want to get out there and teams want to get out there and run. That's what we that's what we lack at. We, we have the shooting, we have the, the 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 process in the middle being dominant, big. Even if James Harden is here next year, we got the point guard because that's what he is now. He definitely is a point guard now. Yeah. He's definitely the point guard of the team now. We just need athleticism. We don't have that uh Miles Bridges who you can give to and he just go and just dunk on somebody. We don't have uh even just someone off the bench, because that's another thing, bench scoring. Someone who could cre actually create off the bench. We have shooters on the bench, but we don't have someone who actually can go in and go give you 20 points off the bench. Like you said, Tyler Hero came in last night, and as much as he's a, a front runner as he is, uh -huh. <laughs> he, he's, he still comes in and he can give you that. That's He's not the sixth man. He just got the award today. He's not the sixth man of the year uh, for no reason. That's what he can do, and that's something I would give him credit for. We don't have that. If you look on the bench, who is who? Can you tell me who on the bench can instantly give you twenty points off this Sixers bench? Give me one person. You know what? Give me a half a person. I'll give you that. I can't even give you half one. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. So it gotta be bench. It gotta be bench. A bench scorer. Not just a shooter. We have to have a bench scorer, and we just have to just get some athletic wings in here. We, our wing play, if you go down in Phoenix, like a uh, um, Mikel Bridges, uh, a, a solid player, Miles Bridges in Charlotte, a solid player, athletic wing, can shoot, go get a bucket, defend, stuff like that's That's what we need. Uh, not the Danny Greens <laughs> and the, and the wow. George names, essentially like that. So yeah. definitely a wing, a wing, a wing, athletic wing, and a bench scorer. Fuji? Uh, hey, B, I was going to ask you. I know I don't want to get into the offseason as of yet, but I'll fire it out anyway. I'm about to say, y'all fast forward in this thing. Jeez. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, do the, Sixers give, do the Sixers give James Harden the max contract? I don't think you really have a choice but to. Mm. This is – how I read into things when I when I you know look at different reports and things. One, the relationship with Daryl Morey and James Harden is very real. That is something right. that is serious. They, when they say they're best friends, that's literally one of James Harden's <laughs> friends. Right. Daryl Morey is one of his best friends, so that's real. So Daryl Morey, I believe, is definitely 
content on keeping James. Now, how this plays out, I, I'm I'm not sure if 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 we all or let's say this. We all know the James Harden version that we have. He isn't worth the the two hundred max million dollars that he's, he's right. he wants. Right. The forty seven million a year that he wants. Exactly. Would he take Would he take a discount? Old James Harden for sure. No, he's 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 not he's not going to take a discount. But it all depends on for me how this this postseason plays out, uh, and if he wants to be here essentially like that. Because how they end this game, if you're talking about losing in the in the second round, I, I can't see a player sitting there wanting to just have that uh, cherry on top to his legacy. You know. Scoring titles, MVP, uh, top 25 play, uh, 75 player of all time. All he needs is that championship to just solidify himself. I can't see a player wanting that, not being sitting there saying, All right, I've made a lot of money throughout my career, a whole lot of money through just contracts alone. We ain't going to speak about his endorsements, but contracts right. alone. All right, let me take a back seat and let me just cut this down so we be able to build this team up. So, so it's more of a hopeful thing. But for what I for what I read, Daryl Morey is definitely content on re-signing them. That's something that's a for sure thing I, I I can tell you right now that that's something that's more to happen. Him being re-signed now for the number, that's going to be all based on uh, uh, how this I believe how this postseason uh, goes out. But I do believe James Harden will be back in a Sixer uniform next year, unless something unforeseeable comes into the picture or he just wants to leave. But I can't see him moving once again because he doesn't want that reputation. You know, even coming here to Philly, I know I'm a little long with it, but it just came to me. Even coming here to Philly, he didn't even want to publicly say he wanted to request a trade because he didn't want that negative image to be shown to him as, oh, here we right. go again, already wants to uh, leave another team that he just got to. So I know he'll be here, but for what price, that still remains to be seen. Aaron, let me reel it back to the series here. All right, really all right. back to Miami. All right. You fishing? If, <laughs> go fishing. <laughs> if the Sixers go down 0-2, is it almost inevitable Embiid comes back for the rest of the series? I think it's inevitable Embiid's coming back regardless. He's shown all season long. If he, if he can play, he's going to play. He's going to do whatever he needs to do to get back on the court, he's going to listen to the doctors. He, he explains that a lot. Uh, he's going to listen to the doctors, what they have to say. But Embiid is going to play. That's without a without question that Embiid is going to play. As soon as they – I guarantee you, We are, and I, I don't like to speculate like this. I'm speaking more from my heart right now because I'm, I'm letting you guys in a little bit to my unprofessional side here, such like that. Just looking at Embiid this year. Looking at how this team has played the first game, looking at how it's a possibility he gets shortchanged for the MVP once again this year when he did everything they said he didn't do the previous year to win it. And Bede is not going to let something like this, something he had before, something he played with before, something like this stop him. So once he clears that uh, concussion protocol, I believe, uh, was that Wednesday? Tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. Once he clears that tomorrow, which is the fifth day, Embiid, I, I I believe no, not soon after you'll hear that Embiid will be ready 
uh, for game four. I playing was that Friday, I believe they play Friday or Saturday. Yeah. I believe that there's the uh, fourth game and B to be back for this series. So if he comes back to play for the series, Aaron, does he put on like we've seen other players in the past when it's it's either they've had the eye injury, something's going on, and they put on the face protection just to make sure that they don't get, you know, either the eyes poked or headbutt or anything else. Would Embiid come back? And I think we've seen him before in the past when he ended up having the fracture beforehand. But you believe he'll come back to at I would I would assume he wants to come back into the series because he doesn't want to you know miss out number one on playing. But if he does feel better, is he going to wear the mask when he comes back? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we see we seen it already. Right. You will see a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, against the same team. Ironically, right. uh, the Phantom of Embiid will be back essentially like that. That was, <laughs> that was the nickname they gave him when he had the mask last. So if he has to wear it. I know last time when he had it, it was the, he didn't really like it, the sweating. And, you know, every time he shot free throws, he moved it. And even one game, I believe he actually threw it off and he got in trouble by the coaches. Like, keep that, you keep that mask right. on. Don't ever take uh-huh. that off. He actually got in trouble for that. But MB, again, his determination this year, I, I even wrote about it in a column early on in the season about his whole mindset this year, the maturity that he's went through uh, uh, this season, him wanting to be a leader, him wanting to – uh, put everything on his shoulders and, and take that charge and B will play the mask. He will have to wear, and he's going to wear it and he'll do whatever he have to do to get back on that floor to help his guys out, to go back and win this, this series. I think so as well, because he, I mean, he, he's listen, as much as we all love our Sixers, we know with what, what doc is working with right now, you can't do it without Joel, it, no matter what you yeah. can't do it. So I just hope, this is the only injury that he'll get throughout the, the entire round of the playoffs. And that so they can beat Miami. Miami, yes, they've made it. Don't get me wrong, to the offs, you know, to the playoffs. Do I wholeheartedly believe that Miami can beat the Sixers? No, I think it's an even matchup, to, to be honest. I don't see it oh. that, that Miami has an edge over other than Dave Spolster, obviously winning the NBA championships beforehand. But I don't see it with this particular team that they go ahead and overcome the Sixers. Sixers hung in there, I mean, for the most part, most game last night, down by five throughout the whole entire one. They try to come back again towards the very end of it. So I don't think I, – I just don't see the Sixers being completely eliminated out of the series yet. If they can turn things around in, in, in a couple of days, and that'd be great for them. But it, obviously, Doc has to do better. The timeouts, I will say, one other thing I wanted to get to was the, the timeouts when Doc was calm last night – Probably one of the better ones as far as game-wise that he called him because it was at the right times. At one point, I think we were down about 12 points. He ended up calling it. We were down by eight, and it seemed like he wanted to call the timeout then, but he decided to wait until they were down by 12 and called it in, but then drew him back within five. So, Doc, as much as people want to say that, you know, there's rumors he wants to go out to L.A., there's rumors that they're, you know, they're thinking about getting rid of him. I don't want to see Doc go anywhere. If he's going to win one, I would love for him to do it with the Sixers. And, and I think it's just – it's due for it. It's due for the city. I think it's going to end up happening. I would love to see James Harden stay here again for one more season to see if we can put it together. But you brought a lot of great points on why James Harden may not want to be here. Now, to switch kind of gears out west, do we see the Phoenix Suns making yet another run? I mean, they have the a great chance to. Uh, this year – I'm very surprised. Not not surprised. I'm not gonna say surprised because he's, he's talking about Steph Curry here. Uh, but how much they no. rebound and how much they've uh, uh, 
basically been back on the map essentially. And and they've told us last year that just wait, just wait when Clay come back. Just wait when Clay come back. Like they they told us this right. is going to happen, and they're back at it again. Phoenix has a great a great chance, but championship DNA, uh, championship experience. Right. That matters. That matters. We and, mm. and as much as I love Chris Paul, even that's the one thing that we dealing with it here with, with James Harden. Chris Paul is another one. The same thing. Right. Yeah. That's the one thing he just doesn't have that he's even striving for. That every year something happens, but it's gonna be real tough. Do I got them? Obviously, getting out this uh this series with the Mavs. Oh yeah, I, I got them. It's gonna be hard because Luca and them they're gonna come back. And, and and make this a series, but definitely I got the I got uh Golden State and uh Phoenix meeting up in the Western Conference Finals, and after that mm. I, I would I would have to I would have to mm. lead towards Steph Curry and them guys. I I, I just can't right. go against it essentially right now, and I love no. Devin Booker. I just can't go. Well, as you say, AB, you know Golden State, you know all the titles they won together: Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Draymond Green, they got, like you said, they got the experience, you know, and the hardware behind them. So why not have, Why not them be the favorite coming out of the West? And, and, and surprisingly, they're not even the favorites. It's still the Phoenix Suns, which makes right. it even worse because we all know how – we all know Golden State goes as far as the mentality. We all know they go right. – Steph Curry go. But the mentality, that underdog mentality – and that 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 dog mentality, that fight comes from Draymond. And if Draymond, you see, he running around sitting here saying, "Oh, y'all think we underdogs? Y'all think we can't do this?" Like that—that's the heart and soul mm-hmm. of their team. So they—they—they're—they're they're going to show why they won championships prior to even Kevin Durant getting there. Uh, and exactly. Obviously, when he get when he got there. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. see. I see. I beg to differ. I think Memphis is going to give them all they can handle. I said oh, before the series started no. that I thought I was going to go seven games, and that's why I'm picking the Suns to get come out of the West to get to the NBA mm. Finals. I just think that all around depth-wise, I think the Suns are a little bit better uh, than the Golden State Warriors. Well, John I mean, Morant's just on a mission. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, neither of those series are going to be easy. Like, I'm not sitting right. here saying, like, Golden State is going to sweep the Grizzlies because – I'm with you. John Moran is literally one of my top three favorite yeah. players in the NBA right now. Like, right. Period. <laughs> so they're definitely going to uh, 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 give him a fight. But there's two things about the Grizzlies that I just don't like. One, the head coach, because I don't know what he does. Essentially, he just has the kids just running around out there, just shooting the ball. And then they're young. Like we're talking about going up against three-time, three-time uh, uh, champions in. Uh, uh, well, it was the four time. How many did they win? One, two, three. Yeah, three, 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 three champions, three. three championships, and them, and then you know MVPs, defensive players of the year. Like that's just a lot for a young team to overcome. If they was to right. beat them, I would be definitely uh, shocked about that. But uh, elated uh, essentially because, like I said, John Moran is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good pooch. No, I was just commenting on. John Morant, how how phenomenal! Yeah. I mean, talk about an MVP candidate. Yeah, you know, you know it's all Embiid, Giannis. You know, all of that- John Morant all the way. 
Yeah, that, that mean you you have to. Each year he's gotten better and carried that team. Uh, uh, well, obviously this year uh, the team is much better, much more rounded. And you talk about depth. That's another team with depth. Like you said, you got Desmond Bain uh, coming off the bench. You got Dylan Brooks, who's back, who's healthy. Ja, you have Jared uh, uh, Jared Jackson, who's been a rebound machine, double-double machine. Like, I mean, they have some nice young pieces that's not going nowhere for a good long time. So that's something they're going to have to do with in the West for a while. I just don't think they're quite ready to sit there and knock off uh, the Golden State Warriors Golden State. just yet. Yeah. Now, before we kind of switch gears here a little bit, with a couple minutes left here in the show, Talk to me about, as I've been flashing up here on the screen, for those uh, who tune in late, we have Aaron Bell from the Open Gym Pod, also the staff writer for Philadelphia SN and Metro Philly. But Aaron, I, I want to talk here a little bit about your podcast here. And the, the, the content you put together, first of all, to explain to the folks, number one, it's not the easiest thing in the world because you got to make sure you get all your facts, your figures, everything else correctly, and make sure you make it entertaining at the same time too so it doesn't become like, hi, I'm Aaron. We're going to talk about <laughs> basketball. Like, it's got to be, obviously, you know, we always want to put your fire and soul into it. So talk to, for those who are listening, and we have people who, who listen to us overseas, they download the show, the audio for us. Um, so explain to the audience here, what do you do as far as the Open Gym Pod, and then when do you make your episodes available? Yes. So the Open Open Gym Podcast uh, is, is quintessential to what the name is, Open Gym. You know, we all know about, when we was in a uh, gym class or when we had a rec center and, you know, you don't know, have an activity that day. They just say, you have fun, free time. It's open gym. Right. Just, you know, go for it. So open gym is it's a sports podcast, but I'm more so I want to touch on the sports culture in general. So we touch all facets of it. Yes, we are very informative as far as what's going on in sports, uh, like the games that's going on, uh, you know, records and everything about sports but we also touch the aspects of the different layers of sports as well because we all know in today's nba nfl uh mlb how everything is layers you have fashion involved now you have music mm -hmm. that's involved now right. <clears throat> excuse me you have um uh, tech is being incorporated a lot now when it comes to sports and everything. So we touch all facets uh when it comes to that so it's a it's a podcast this is a weekly podcast Ears uh Thursday Thursday we record Thursday's night ears Thursday's night um and depending on what's going on in, in the society uh that's what we that's what we hit uh yes we give you what's going on in the games and things that's going on in the, in those days but we also give you the pop culture aspect as well we try to make it fun we try to make it uh gives it a lot of energy it's real relaxed it really isn't as uniformed as you would see on like ESPN or uh FS1 or anything like that it's just like hey listen let's go have fun and if you want to say someone sucks say they suck it's all right you know what i'm saying it's like that's that's what we want to bring the the casual fan into sports because believe it or not, it's crazy. When we was at one episode, we were talking about, um, like, you know how, like, the Kardashians, you know, they was messing with oh, different Lord. NBA players. <laughs> that that brought in, that brought in right. a lot of females. I was like, what? They talking about? You know, so that's what we like to do. We like to touch the whole culture of, of sports when it comes to that and to make it in, uh, entertaining. Then also, we, we hit the road at times. We uh, just, we just recorded a... Um, we was at a pop-up shot when it was a lot of different fashion um, 
a designers there and we actually got to talk to a couple Eagles players that was down there. Um, Actually, Tyrese Maxey came to uh, came to the pop up shot. Uh, Tay Gowan was there for the Eagles that came through there and everything like that. So we like to touch every aspect of sports and try to make it entertaining and make it available for everyone to watch and not just say, "Hey, yes, uh, three point percentage, field goal percentage, uh, transition right. buckets, you know, stuff like that." So it's just a fun uh, environment centered around sports, but we touch a lot of different avenues when it comes to that the sports culture. Do, you, do, you, do you have a co-host? Or do you do I, do, I do have a co-host uh, as well, but I do like to have um, sometimes a lot of times I do a lot of uh, open forum type things. So I like because I like a lot of different reactions when it comes to that. So we do that a lot. Uh, we do a lot of different like watch parties and things of that nature at different pubs and things where special games are on. Um, I do have, there's also an interview segment on there. We we got a couple interviews lined up with some very special guests as well in this sports world at that. So definitely, uh, we definitely touch that aspect. Of, uh, we, we touch everything, but I do have a co-host. His name is Zig the Artist. He's a um, he's an artist and uh, based out of Philadelphia as well. Uh, as well. But uh, yeah, you go on them pages, you get all that. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, everything, man. It, it, it's real fun. We have a good time doing it, and we we, we know that you guys are enjoy it as well. Yeah, Angel, yeah. I want I want you to I want to get you one of those signs like uh, AB has behind him. I want you to put Tom Brady's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then put we're... it right next. Put it right next there with the sale. I'll make It'll sure I perfect. put it right. Yeah, I'll put it right behind me. But this is two angels about- with love. <laughs> Speaking about the about music, and and now I'll, I'll mention something else here momentarily. But uh, if, for those who don't know, Ryan's rap name when he used to rap, of course, because he's <laughs> on the early release program, was M not M, and that that's his his rap station name. But I mean, it, when it comes down to music, and and you know that we have people that they that you you might listen to a different type of music, right? There's something that somebody <laughs> might not listen to, and as you talk about entertainment with the players and everything else. It is, it's the most bizarre thing. But why is it that if a player, and let's just say from the NBA, we'll keep it in the NBA because we were talking about NBA all night long. So if he listens to, let's just say, a rapper that no one's heard before, and it, it may be something that gets him motivated, and someone hears it, and they play it back, and they say, oh, look, now we got this guy who's listening to this type of music, and he's talking about killing and everything else. Now, son, that player right, gets put in a whole different category because, like, oh, of course, of course, yeah. listen to what he's listening to. No matter what he does right, because he listens to that one one song that wow. gets him fired up, all of a sudden it's completely crazy. Why can't people just accept people for the way they are to have fun, enjoy whatever you want to listen to? Because you never know. We've got we have a player on the Tim May Titans, and he surprised me when I, I we have a two minute with a Titan segment on on during the show or during the broadcast. And he surprised me when he talked about it. He likes to listen to Mozart. That sometimes it's like one of those times that during before the game, he may need that. Like, so on the ride in, he may listen to it because it gets him into a realm where he just got away from being busy at work and then it calms him down a little bit. But then when he gets on the court, he might listen to and flip something up. So, why can't people just let people be who they are? It, it's got to come with a stigma, it's got to come with a label, it's got to come with different things. So, why can't we just leave people alone? 
it's the internet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the it's the internet when you have these platforms and and granted we we all use them we express ourselves in in a lot of different ways but when you have this open form where you literally can say whatever you want especially now you know with elon musk owning twitter now but Uh (laughs) Uh when you can literally say whatever you want it's just it's just what it is and i mean not to like dive too deep into it and and it is just culture based as well people just don't understand as well when like you said instead of you actually trying to understand why they listen to it or where it comes from or where it 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 cultivates from you rather just poo poo it because you don't understand it or you don't like it or anything like that like you said the mozart that's not necessarily my cup of tea i'm gonna need something a little more uh, uh pushy get some bass flowing in my music everything right. like that but i'm not going to sit there and knock a man for wanting to listen to mozart because if that's what gets him going that's what gets him oh. some people like you i'm jimmy butler like we said with the sixes here since we was here jimmy butler he listens to country music mm-hmm. right. he, that's not a problem yeah. But he listens <laughs> to country music. A black man, and I and listen. He's a black man, and he listens right. to country music before it games. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you from, or anything like that. Whatever it is that you love, that you like, and whatever gets you going, like just let it be what mm-hmm. it be. It's, it's it's all right. It's okay. But you know. With the way things are set up now today, people they want to let you hear and then express their opinions. So okay, express it away. I don't mean I gotta listen. No. <laughs> well, Aaron, ever, Aaron, just to let you know, Angel Mar- it's not really Angel Martinez, it's John Cicada posing as Angel Martinez. <laughs> uh, y'all just y'all just, y'all just go at each other all day over here. I see that. I love it. I love Shots it. I love it. I mean, they don't, you don't waste a minute. As soon as you have an opening, boom, right, right there at you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just yeah. waiting for the, I'm, I'm just waiting to be put on, just for the shots to be fired next. Now, see, just because you said that, now I will tell you, Aaron, and, and by the way, this is not the last time we're going to have Aaron on here. I'm trying to work something out with him so he can be the Sixers columnist here for Broad Street South. So this, by no means, is the last time Aaron's going to be on tonight. But Aaron, I'll tell you this much. As we're coming up here at, towards the end of the uh, show. So a couple of months, I was able to go out to Philly. I had to go back home because you know I, I miss being back there. We ended up doing a show live out there. And the man directly below me, right? Fuji the Godfather. So I've never seen it. We talk about, like again, different platforms of music here. So we were at this bar restaurant, ah, and we're having a good time. Ah, and Christ. the, the band ends up just coming off, and so they switched the music, right? So his his wife was just to the right of him, and, and we're talking, all of us going back and forth, me, Tom, Tara, his wife, um, and, and we're just enjoying the night. All of a sudden, Two Life Crew comes on, and this one here starts popping his back. I'm like, Fuji, what are you doing? He's on my two back. Two Life Crew. <laughs> I don't he think was... it was Two Life Crew. <laughs> was, I know Two Aaron, Life Crew. Aaron, don't let him fool you. It was Two Life Crew. Don't let him fool you because it was. <laughs> you, you just don't know hip-hop music. 
<laughs> Uncle Luke had you down there moving, huh? Yeah. Move something. Move something if you remember. I do yeah, remember. Young... Listen, go with it. Good, you're killing me, Smalls. But he was. Aaron, don't believe him. It was. It was two life crew. And he was popping his back. Later on, he told everybody he was having problems with his back, but it made it seem like he was popping his back. So don't worry. But the man can dance. So I goof around, but Fuji can get down. He can. And hey, I, I told him, matter of Listen, the next time I go back home, all of us are going to get together, right? And we're going to go out because I told him it's going to be Fuji's night when I go up there. You're going to see this man dance. Like, he could put dancing on air to shame the moves that this man still has. And get him a pair of rollerblades, forget about it. It's just, <laughs> nah, I'm retired. He ain't retired. Stop playing. Oh, I, can't, I can't move no more. <laughs> Don't do yeah, okay. that. You know, listen, let that right I'm song retired. come on. That, you, you'll get up real soon. I, I believe that. We all got that song that we just can't resist. We're going to get up regardless. Exactly. <laughs> I'm an old school. I like the old school. Sooner or later, Fuji, I'm going to get you to do your Robert De Niro impression live on air. He won't do it. Um, he won't. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll get to it. He will get to it, but that's all right. But listen, Aaron, and, and as we're getting ready to wrap up the show here, we got a couple of words from our uh, sponsors and some mentions here. Again, this is not the last time that we're going to have you on because I, we've been talking back and forth for a little while, and I want to make sure that everybody, you know, to again follow Aaron. Uh, only as you guys can see there on the screen, only one underscore AB. And make sure you give them a follow the same way with Open Gym. So just click on it, and it'll take you directly over to Open Gym. Make sure you put the follow on there as well so you don't miss the content, don't miss a moment from Aaron. But I, I will keep talking because I definitely want to have you back. I'm, one, I'm trying to put more of a Sixers you know, basketball segment as much as possible because Fuji loves basketball as well. And, and of course, the, the inmate uh, at Soblot 12 above you, he loves it as well. <laughs> So, Convict. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll make sure you do that. But, but before we sign off here, we got some words here from our sponsors and a couple of mentions what I mentioned along the way. So uh, we'll see you guys here just on the other side. If you're visiting the Tampa area for a sporting event and or just come down here for a vacation, please visit TampaJoes.com and 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida. A hop, skip, and a jump over from the airport. A fun place with serious food. Mike Goodwin and his group will always take care of you. No matter when you come, it's TamaJoes.com. Also, if you want to travel with the pros, please visit PhillySportsTrips.com. Vince will take care of all your travel expectation needs, whether it's a bus trip or a plane trip. Please visit PhillySportsTrips.com and travel with the pros. And check out their upcoming trips as well. BigStarSports.com, a great partner here of Broad Street South. You can also check out him and Andy Kalu Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 Central Standard Time at, um, in the trenches. Available at Sports Talk 790. But always check out BigStarSports.com for all your great Houston, Texas content. Also, if you are in the need of a brand new jersey, a hat, any apparel that's sports related, visit Fanatics.com officially license everything and check every single day because they have a different code that you can use for either free shipping or sometimes up to 50% off at fanatics.com for LG direct sales solutions, which the studio is named after Larry Yeoman, LG direct.net. If you guys need complete platform accepting management and payment solutions, along with business funding, please visit LG direct.net. Also, you can call them at eight, five, five, 777-3863 855-773-863 and if you need apparel please visit lgdirect.net 
Also, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, the oldest running historical cigar company in America, established in 1895. If you guys visit jcnewman.com, please go and visit our website as they have a fine selection of cigars, and you can also have your bachelor party there at J.C. Newman. Please visit crystalclean.org. If you need your office or your home clean, visit crystalclean.org or watch or visit her also on Facebook and set up your appointment today to get your home and or office business clean. All right. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the people that we mentioned there on air. And uh, yes, Fuji, you have something to say? Sound That song sounded like a rendition of Sanford or something. Oh, yeah. See, and I, I did it in, in the process of you saying something like that. So, see, it all comes around full circle. So, but listen, everybody, thanks for tuning in. It is episode 133. will be available for audio download here in just a couple hours, more than likely. Also to Aaron Bell. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. Again, we will have you back on. We appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you can say goodbye to the convict if you want to. That's up to you. You don't have to. He's got to go back to his work release program. But <laughs> I'm just surprised we did. I'm just surprised DeAndre Jordan escaped this conversation today. I tell you that much. What? No, oh, I mean I brought a poor read. So I know. I know. I got you. See, look, he disappeared. Oh no, he's back. There you go. Sorry, they gave you coverage for five minutes. Huh? Sorry, we understand, you. Ryan. Having technical difficulties over here. That's what it is. Okay. Turning the lights out. Yup, the guy, the guy coming through there. Like, no, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan. It's okay. See, Ryan, it was your night, bro. You know you're loved a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, for everyone else, we thank you for tuning in tonight. By the way, next week, starting May 10th, we do have a new show coming up uh, with. Jania and Jimmy, if I remember said, and DJ Montage, if I get the names correctly here, or if not, put it in the private chat to make sure I get the, the names correctly here, but uh, it will be a different kind of mental health show where it'll be a lot more relaxing. We're planning to have a lot more fun with it, and part of it will be that there's no BS to go along with it. So it's Jania and Jesse, husband and wife. Check that out next Tuesday uh, at 8 o'clock, so make sure you guys tune in for that one. But for... Debbie, my lovely girlfriend over there in Studio B for Ryan F. Oh, my God. Is that John Sakata back there, dude? <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I swear you're freaking killing me. What, what a genius. I'm I knew you would pull out one way or the other. But that's um, all right. Yes, Fuji? I just wanted to give a shout-out to Dylan Bosby and Nate, who I was on her football podcast last night called Mostly Football. You know, we really got – you know, went around the NFL Eagles, like to give them a special shout out. Check them out on Facebook and Twitter, mostly football with Dylan Busby and Nate. Great guys. We're only in their third episode. You know, they invited me back on. So hopefully we'll be having them on in the future. All right. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah, listen, appreciate it. Just say one thing, like I said, I do appreciate you guys having me on there, man. I really do. I have fun with Anytime. you guys for sure, man. I really do have a good and make sure y'all just check out all my written work as well at phillysportsnetwork.com as well. Like I said, in conjunction with the Metro Philly newspaper, all my latest uh content on there, and I work with a great Sixers team as well. Uh, a lot of great content on there um that we uh talk about that we write about when it comes to the sixers as well so definitely check that out as well along with the podcast 
There's no problem whatsoever. Again, thanks you to everyone who tuned in tonight from stateside to overseas and everywhere in between. We thank you. And by the way, this Thursday, we will have Rob Ellis on with us this Thursday. So come back on Thursday night. We'll see you all then. Until then, I'm going to leave us with this particular man from Philly that we absolutely love. And you guys will like this hype. I'm going to end the show with this one because it was such a good draft. So everyone else, we will see you on Thursday night. Go,